fearless. Founding 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 fearless. Welcome to the Founding Fearless podcast. We are your hosts, Sydney Key and Priscilla Olivares, and we're here to support you through your journey in becoming a fearless leader and discovering your inner confidence. We are talking about all things entrepreneurial through a college woman's lens. We hope to leave you feeling empowered after each episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Founding Fearless podcast, season two. We are so excited because today we're here with Emmy-nominated actress, podcast network owner, content creator, host, and Disney icon, Christy Romano. Christy is best known for her roles in Disney's Kim Possible, Even Stevens, and Cadet Kelly, in which she became the first person to start in three Disney Channel projects simultaneously. She made her Broadway debut in the Tony Award-winning musical Parade as Mary Fagan brought Disney Princess Belle to life in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Christy has also gained and connected with her audience with her YouTube series, Christy's Kitchen Throwback, and her intimate walk and talk videos. Most recently, Christy, alongside husband and CEO Brendan Rooney, successfully launched the Podco Network. She has undeniably made a name for herself through the, her various projects and entertainment, as well as her activism championing high performing youth. Welcome to the Founding Fearless Podcast, Christy. Yay, we are so excited you so you're here. I'm happy to be here. And I totally thought this was on camera and I'm wearing like full makeup. So it's beautiful. <laughs> the outfit, everything. She is rocking it's okay. It today. We will take content while I'm here. Yeah, I don't yes. care. Always. Oh, and by the way, I'm totally looking for a social media Ooh. person. Okay. Okay, ladies. Okay. So yes. whoever's listening, I or if it's you and you guys, <laughs> yeah. I'm desperately needing okay. help. I think like one of the things about women, especially ambitious women, is that we really delegate. We don't we don't delegate enough. Yeah. Uh-uh. And we don't ask for help. Yes. And that's something yeah. that I definitely learned when becoming a mom. Mm-hmm. And like when you become a mom, that was one of the things that women who have been there done that kind of said to you like, look, ask for help. Yeah. Like if you're going to get through this without sleeping, mm-hmm. the only way you can manage life is through balance. And like for me, the undercurrent of like all the things that I've done since I was in college and mm-hmm. younger than that, even with uh, working with Disney was like, well, it was balance. Sometimes I did it right. Sometimes I didn't do it right. So mm-hmm. I learned a lot about, learned a lot about yeah. balance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, Would you be great looking though. for like an intern or a full time? Honestly, I'll take whatever yeah. I can get mm-hmm. as long as a person is creative, reliable, and professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay. honestly, just hit me. Call yeah. me, beat mm-hmm. me if you want to be my <laughs> 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 Okay. We have a lot of students, especially like creatives, oh, that are sure. so good. Oh, my God. Okay. Media. So yes. then what should I say? Uh, B Rooney at Podco. <laughs> okay. Uh, dot, is it US? I think it's podco.us. Okay. okay. And honestly, like, I'm actively, like, that is an active job hunt right there, guys. Awesome. So. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> it is. It's po- podco.us. Okay. Okay. Podco. Perfect. R-O-O-N-E-Y at podco. And that's Brendan. That's my husband. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school, and how you got to where you are now. Good question. Um, so obviously you guys heard the intro. My name is Christy Romano, Christy Carlson Romano, Christy Romano Rooney is my, <laughs> Rooney is my married name, many, many, many names. And basically I started off working with Disney when I was like, well, I would say 14, but 16 oh. is when the show Even Stevens, mm-hmm. um, where I played an older sister to Shia LaBeouf's character, Louis Stevens. And basically it was when Disney Channel was kind of new, believe it or not, it was new and they hadn't really played anything but like Mickey Mouse Club reruns mm. or like uh, Christina Aguilera, like 
I don't know, music videos, yeah. stuff like that. It was literally like they were just starting to tip their dip their toe in like original programming. Okay. And so basically we kind of fell into this moment in time um, where our show was the first higher end show uh, that was not a sitcom, like the ones like Raven and all those other mm-hmm. shows that came after us. But our show was a little bit more what they call elevated. And I think that it had a cult following and then other shows would come up like Lizzie McGuire that were really mm-hmm. iconic mm-hmm. and spoke to like truly just exclusively a younger audience yeah. Yeah. and um our show was really great i thought i i look at it now and i'm like i'm so grateful if i would have been a part of a kid show to be a part of that and then later on a few years later they asked me to be kim possible mm-hmm. after a couple auditions mm-hmm. and <laughs> i was so psyched i was like this is i this is pinch me moment mm-hmm. stuff um but i always really felt very inspired by playing kim and um like uh, that sort of inspired me throughout my whole life with she can do anything and girl power and stuff like that so truly truly she's if we were to ask me like who's the character that made the biggest impact on you i really do think it's Mm. impossible yeah Yeah. Yeah. i would say honestly mine too because i watched that growing up and i was like just the that was one of the first shows that showed a female like character young too yeah that was like could do anything like Mm -hmm. she was doing the more i guess like masculine like acts yeah and, stuff. Mm-hmm. and so well and his sidekick was her you know friend yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yes yeah her friend zoned friend she showed like the epitome of like a very hardworking and just like feminine person thank mm-hmm. you yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. true yeah. yeah she she was all things it was and she came at a time where i think she was really needed yeah mm-hmm. and so um you know there's always talks of it getting rebooted and um, I'd love for that to happen. Um, and I think it's in the works. I just can't, mm-hmm. I can't confirm it. I wish yeah, I could, yeah. but it's one of those things where Disney's done layoffs and like, it's been a really confusing time. Mm-hmm. Um, streaming versus, you know, Disney channel, like actual Disney channel that I was on doesn't exist mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. Not in that way. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. different. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's where yeah. we're at. So that's kind of how people might know me. I did Broadway a few times cause that's kind of where I started. I'm from the East coast. Okay. And so I moved to Austin about three years ago. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. Still pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. I know, it is mm-hmm. pretty new, but I feel like I've been through, like, two freezes. Yeah, <laughs> so you're, you're, yeah, you're too yes. Austin oh right now. Lord. And we I, shut down with freezes. Yeah. Oh, like, we don't do People freezes don't here. People realize. No. And uh, how is it, like, for you guys, like, when you're here? Oh, we, like, the past two years that I've been here, yeah. it's, like, been a week shut down. Almost. Yeah. What yeah. did you do? Like, we just hold up in our apartment. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, hibernated. The year before us that we got here was really bad. Like, all the pipes burst all the apartments mm-hmm. flooded yeah. so i know my family's house like in cedar park electricity went out and everything but like it wasn't like flooding bad so ours just like class canceled for a week and yeah it's, so but it's you like nice. you got out essentially yeah okay yeah and we were able like i would we would go and get like coffee from like local coffee shops and yeah. just walk Stuff over was still there open. and it was like just, just a little drive. bit of sleet on mm-hmm. the road or on yeah. the like yeah. ground and i was like okay this so this was the excessive. freeze last year yeah, yeah. that one wasn't too the bad no. one but the other one for? a few yeah. years ago was really bad like oh flooding mm-hmm. everywhere pipes burst just because like nothing is equipped here no i was that was so that was we moved here in november um and then uh of that year it was 2021 yeah that first and yeah it was mm-hmm. called like snowpocalypse yeah <laughs> it was really bad literally yeah. like everyone was calling it that and so we it was weird that year because it was february that it happened but like in january right when we got back from like christmas vacation mm-hmm. and 
um, we hadn't really seen snow, it snowed. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a blessing, right? Yeah. And it was like a nice snow. Yeah. Then like two, three weeks later in February, it was like this freak snowstorm <laughs> yes. and everyone like literally like our power shut off. We had to yeah. get, I had to post to social media and somebody came with like their huge truck to get me and my kids out oh, wow. and offer for us to stay in someone's Airbnb. Yeah. Yeah, so wow. I was actually telling people, I was like, this is like FEMA level bad. Yeah. Like, yes. You guys are laughing about Texans and that's like not, don't do that. Like, no, it's, we are no, not people prepared on, like, at all. Like you have to have like a backup generator yeah. mm-hmm. and all the things. If there's like sure little kids, running. like toddlers or babies, yeah. like well, without a electricity. Kids. A couple yes. kids would go out and play and a couple kids, I don't know what the deal was or if they were neglected or what, but a couple kids ended up coming inside and getting hypothermia Wow! because there was no warm place that they could uh-uh, go and could dry go. off. Yeah. So I just, that's I just awful. think it was a really crazy thing, but I do think that since then, I think that we're learning as a state. Yes. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. The world yeah. is very different. And it's always January and February. It is. never. Yeah. Before, like, like February, February, Christmas. Yes. In like March, beginning. spring break, it's like hot yes. and sunny, yes. swimming pool. Yeah, we don't crazy. have a fall here either. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't. that's we true. Don't. I mean, like we had a cold, sp- cold spell like mm-hmm. a couple weeks, it's like ago. a week. Yeah, uh, we all like pumpkin spiced it yeah. out. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I lit every candle and I was yes. just like loving life. I baked a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, for me, like I lived in California before I came here. This was always, and so I was like, this is kind of cool that we have. Like, you do have seasons mm-hmm. in California, mm-hmm. but. It's just different here. Yeah. I've yeah. lived all over now. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. East Coast, experience West Coast. it all, though, or, like, diff- yeah. different areas mm-hmm. of America, though. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so could you talk a little bit more about, like, how you even got interested in acting? Was it something that you always did as a kid or that you wanted to, like, a big dream that you had? And then switching over to voice acting, was that something on the horizon that you saw? Or did they kind of just more, like, ask you to do it and then you thought about it? Okay, so I had done some voice acting as an audiobook reader, uh, and I had done it as a kid, but oh, I was also doing a lot of musical okay. theater. Yeah. Okay. And so I had always acted since the time I was six and a half on. I was, mm-hmm. like, actually professionally acting, which okay. is wild, because my yeah. daughter's six and a half now. Yeah, I can't imagine. And it's, yeah. like, yeah. so triggering. And, like, uh-huh. okay, there's so much to unpack here. Um, because honestly, she's literally just learning the fundamentals of, like, spelling and yeah. reading, and, like, the focus should truly just be there, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it. Like I get the draw. I unpack this a lot in my podcast mm-hmm. for those of you who want to go check those out, yeah. um, either on my YouTube or like my podcasts, vulnerable, specifically vulnerable. Um, anyway, so basically I started so young that I can't even remember a time where I wasn't pr- really mm-hmm. performing or mm-hmm. dancing in pageants or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then I had worked for Disney, like I said, 14, but really 16 was when we were off and running with production. And didn't really know we were a hit until like a year after yeah. we started, you know, airing things. And so at that point, um, I think Disney had this, they called it Synergy. Hmm. And like Synergy is fantastic as a branding model. And it's mm-hmm. something that we can revisit if we start talking about like, you know, my business strategy for branding my podcast company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because what I've started to realize is that you have to like repurpose and pivot and reuse and like use people uh, in a way that benefits everyone like uh well here we go but basically like i loved how disney would take people on the tv shows and make them to be like stars Mm -hmm. and then you were known as like this disney channel star yeah Yeah. it was limiting in some ways because then you were like known for one thing like i was the smart brunette and Mm -hmm. that was like my typecasting but again i have always said that i didn't mind my typecasting Mm -hmm. it was such a positive role model and like how could i just say oh i didn't want to be that yeah token smart Mm -hmm. girl I was okay yeah, with yeah. it. I was the best. Not I, a bad one. It was yeah. the best one. Um, but ultimately, it was frustrating. 
um, when I tried to do different things, mm-hmm. but I think that was that was another struggle and conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the synergy was why they asked me to audition mm-hmm. for Kim Possible because I'm sure there were so many more qualified people to go and take on that part and audition for it. And I know they did audition a ton of people, but what they were looking for most is to utilize people that had already had a presence. And this was before social media. Yeah. And so they were like, wow, what if we take someone that is already a Disney star and an up and comer Mm -hmm. and like give them an opportunity to actually portray Kim Possible as the teenager that she is. Mm -hmm. And so because I had that vibe for them, Mm -hmm. the sarcasm and yet um, the playfulness, they were like, she's got the dynamic range that we need. And so I was like, great, like this is fascinating to like, but I did have a little bit of imposter syndrome playing Kim Possible because I was like, okay, like I'm not as um, professional, you know, I haven't done this. Will Friedle, who played Ron Stoppable, a.k.a. Big Brother on Mm -hmm. Boy Meets World, and, like, Batman. Like, he literally just, like, was doing Batman. I mean, he was a huge star. And um, he was, like, so good at, like, technique and knowing knowing how to play his character. Like, the sidekick was just so lovable. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, how am I, like, a fierce, you know, superhero or whatever, but likable? And that was always the thing. And that is something when we talk about that she was feminine but still like could do everything yeah mm-hmm. it yeah. was a con a constant conversation mm-hmm. of how do we keep her likable but still like action mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah interesting stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, i think they did great job I yeah, think yeah, so yeah personally yeah. yeah i think so too and so was it your parents that got you into the acting in the be- very beginning yeah okay you were never like oh my god mom dad like i want you know go. it's weird because my daughter will ask me to like shoot youtube videos okay but mm-hmm. i'm literally like we're not doing that yeah <laughs> why are you asking it's also a very different time like it's totally youtube is media. so yeah. large but right like, now i just don't think i ever like asked my mom like i think that i'd sing a lot and i performed a lot and i had the kind of personality that was like a performer mm-hmm. but i just don't know like looking back if any parent can truly be like this is my entire life now like mm-hmm. i'm dedicating you know i think that I would never do it. Am I grateful to her? Absolutely. Yeah. But I just think I still haven't really fully come to understand. Maybe I need more therapy. <laughs> like what would bring a person to be like, okay, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. <laughs> through the acting, through the voice acting, and then, you know, all been on Broadway, there's a lot of the business side of that. It's not just the creativity. So mm-hmm. like, d- was it your parents that were mainly over that? business side of it because i mean i'm sure you are making money and so how does that sure and it's and it's also involving like that entrepreneurial aspect where you're you're basically freelancer Mm -hmm. and you're working in these gigs for sure well and now when i look at just how much entrepreneurship there is in um anyone who becomes a content creator i'm so encouraged for them if they and, and the same thing goes for like a young performer or a high performing child which I'll say is not just someone who's acting, but someone who's like, you know, a, a soccer player is going to, or an Olympic, mm-hmm. you know, a pre-Olympic person or somebody who's training to be a ballerina at like the school, ABT or something mm-hmm. like that. A high performing child, which I've went to school with a lot of them mm-hmm. um, at this performing arts school that I went to. And essentially it's like, it's so wonderful to see that they can outcreate the road before them with content creation Mm -hmm. because before you couldn't do anything but go down the road Mm -hmm. and hope that you'd be picked or that you'd be the best or that like luck would have it you're the next in line Mm -hmm. yeah and now you can literally like find your own voice Mm -hmm. have your own following and you can make money with it and it's like 
I don't know if you guys would ever know what that feels like to not have access to that yeah. mm-hmm. because everyone has access to it and it's such a wonderful feeling. Um, so I'm sort of a relic in that way mm-hmm. where it was like, oh God, we feel trapped. What do we do? But I still say that like the principles of having like a balance to all of mm-hmm. this work life is it's, it's really important. Um, and so I'm also sort of a testament to now that I am a content creator, mm-hmm. having the like the hindsight, foresight, whatever of knowing what it's like to lose yourself. It's mm-hmm. like, wow, how hard it must be for you guys. Cause it's almost like you guys, anyone who's choosing to make content mm-hmm. and try to monetize themselves or create a brand for themselves as an entrepreneur, even if it's not just, Oh, I just want to sell vitamins or I just want to be cute and talk about fashion. It's still, there's, there's a never ending amount of work that yeah. can mm-hmm. be put upon you. So yeah. you just need to have the right mindset. Um, to make it sustainable for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so, like, building up your personal brand or acting can be both physically and emotionally draining. So is there a specific role that you played that was so demanding of you or just the whole scene in general? Oh, my gosh, totally. Um, actually, Beauty and the Beast was the most physically taxing on me. Interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I was Belle. Just because you're running around stage. Yeah, 90% yeah. of the time, you have these heavy dresses. Oh, yeah. Or you have, like, when you're in the blue dress, you're running around. Um, Beast is like tearing off your stuff. Like there's, there's <laughs> mm-hmm. props. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, you're singing, you're belting your heart out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so it was wild. Um, and I was 19 oh, when wow. I did it. So I wasn't wow. even like older. Wow. I was like the youngest and probably the most fit that I'd ever been. Mm-hmm. And I had had vocal surgery prior to the audition. Wow. And I was like trying my best to get through the rehab of that, yeah. even though I was like doing eight shows a week. Mm-hmm. So I was taking like steroids and I was like doing everything I could to get through mm-hmm. it. I had acupressure, acupuncture. Um, insane. And I, but the problem was, is that I was also like going out in New York City yeah. and I was like wanting to be 19 and Living I wanted, your life. Yeah. like literally yeah. like going to clubs with like Joey Fatone yeah. and like Lindsay Lohan be there. And wow. it was just like wild. Yeah. And so I wanted to like stay in because I felt like when I came back to New York, I'd left LA behind me and a lot of people mm. were like, oh, if you go to, if you go to college, you're ruining your chance at a career. Mm. And so a lot of times people who are in the arts don't, Pers- they don't go into yeah they don't yeah. have a college career yeah i talk about this too like a lot of children actors who don't realize the value of education um end up kind of semi-illiterate because they just try to get their geds mm, and yeah, yeah and they try to get emancipated and like the studio teachers that are on set are really just proxies for the mm-hmm. production yeah. to like administrate oh, so they have teachers the for <laughs> sort of. in those okay i'm not a big fan of them yeah mm-hmm. um, like anyone can sign up and be one Oh, so wow. I think There's they have to get back on yeah. tracks, but yeah, yeah it's wow. mostly like, it, and so I do think there are some good ones. Of course there are. Yeah. It's just that I've seen too much and mm-hmm. all my friends have seen too much mm-hmm. and know too much to know, be like, guys, this is a flawed system. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. In the introduction, like obviously I, you have a podcast company uh-huh. and Podco. Yes. And so how would you say that your experience being on Disney and Broadway, you're in that kind of same realm, like you're in that very entertainment Mm -hmm. the media side and so how that influenced you in creating it but also i mean you have those podcasts that are under your podco that do have disney actors in it yeah past disney actors too that's that synergy that we're talking about that if Mm. folks are listening can understand um finding uh, you know elements of first of all trying to understand your brand and being acutely aware of Mm -hmm. like who you are and like like mapping that out for yourself as 
as short or as long as you possibly mm-hmm. can. Like I was just talking to my husband before I got here, who's my producing partner and he's the CEO of Podco and I'm co-founder. And essentially it's like, sometimes I'll look at him. I'm like, I don't know what my blueprint is, you know, and we'll have to have like a really great strategy meeting where he'll just be like, well, this is what's working and this is, you know, where we're heading. And, um, you have to almost like, you have to split yourself in two if you don't find a person that's like going to work with you mm-hmm. um, as a partner. And not every partner is going to be the face. Like sometimes you're going to have to be the strategy person because yeah. you know that yeah. that's where you are going to best yeah. serve the overall like uh, project. And then sometimes you ha- you have to be the face. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and both of those, what I'm learning too, and I'm married to my partner, mm-hmm. um, both of those have their own stressors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like where you would get in trouble, I think as a business person in, in, a, 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 in a new like thing, a project that anybody who might be listening is thinking about um, is assuming that the other person isn't as fully invested if they're not mm. like the face or mm-hmm. if they are the face. It's like, you'll know if a person isn't um, committed in yeah. different ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't show up, they're not accountable, they're lying, they're, you know, they're not doing things that they said that they would do. Like those things add up. And I think that that's when you have that partnership and you kind of have to continue to reevaluate it. Mm-hmm. But what makes, I think, me and my husband so good at being partners in this, this media company is that we don't let each other down. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't, we have two kids yeah. we have to yeah. feed and like the stakes are so high for mm-hmm. us. But like, you know, our stakes have been high for a really long time. So mm-hmm. this is what we know. And so for us, it was like, great, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that, like, even if the stakes are high, that, like, the f- the juice is worth, worth the squeeze. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Is that the juice is worth the squeeze. Um, so basically, when I did YouTube videos in about 2020, I started with thinking about, you know, I'd done sponsored content for baby stuff. I'd been getting paid a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like truly an influencer mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be like a mom. Like I didn't want to be a vlogger with my kids yeah. or anything. Yeah, yeah. So we had moved from LA to Orange County and uh, we were like, okay, let's like shoot YouTube videos and like, what are we going to do them about? Well, they were nostalgic focused with actors from TV shows and we would make food from like our show or their show. Mm-hmm. And so okay. my first video was with Will Friedle, who played Ron Stoppable and we made the Nako from Kim mm-hmm. Possible. And so that got like 2 million views yeah. over mm-hmm. time. And I think it was really smart. And so when we started to understand what, uh, what SEO was, what an algorithm was, um, it, YouTube had been around for so long, but mm-hmm. we had just been, we'd been introducing ourselves into it as like actual filmmakers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference. And now it's like, it's become a very gray area of yeah. like, if you're making content, chances are you have a decent understanding of film production. Okay. Mm-hmm. So before though, it was like, I'm just going to shoot from my phone or my whatever camera they were using at the time. And now it's totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally visual. And that's partly why Podco is the way it is now. It's structured so that we have a visual component. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we cut basically commercials from the interviews mm-hmm. and then we post them 
um, so that people can get excited and hopefully, yeah, hopefully yeah, it's they that can little convert. teaser. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And then everyone's like, "Oh my God, Christy, I see you everywhere. I see mm-hmm. Podco everywhere." Mm-hmm. And I think it was, I think it was me. But sometimes he and I will trade. Like, was it your idea or was it my <laughs> idea? <laughs> yeah. Like for the win. Mm-hmm. But like we get those little square things around the microphones oh, so that it says yes, Podco, yes. even if it's the Ned's the branded the Ned's mm-hmm. declassified yeah. pod says mm-hmm. Podco, and then the Wizards of Waverly pod has mm-hmm. it, and so. We're just like branding mm-hmm. and yeah. it's wild to mm-hmm. be like, okay, everything I, I learned from Disney or mm-hmm. everything he learned as well in his own journey, we're putting yeah. it in. Yeah. Mix. It's just all the lessons and experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you, you can take into different areas or different industries mm-hmm. too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's really cool to see how people can b- b- use the same principles of branding in across whatever mm-hmm. industry they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so what was like your... What was the process of deciding to start the podcast? Like going from YouTube oh, to actually yeah. starting the mm-hmm. podcast. So I was doing these walk and talk videos where I was basically like unpacking serious things that had happened in my career as a child mm-hmm. actor. And so people loved them. They were going viral. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is decent money. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. But then I was like, this is just me. Like there's other people out there that need to open up and talk about their experience. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who have had a shared experience at least in the child acting space. But then furthermore, like, uh, what can I do to open up the conversation? So we had, like, it was almost like a hot tub sessions with my husband (laughs) because we would sit in a hot tub because either the kids were asleep or we found a way to get away. And we'd sit in the hot tub, and this is how I know I'm old because that was the only (laughs) place we could, like, (laughs) rest your bones. (laughs) But we would sit there, and he would, like, go back and forth with me. Sometimes I feel like I was the muse, but Mm -hmm. other times it's like, wow, we're really doing this. And we would come up with ideas. Okay. That's how we came up with our idea for um, uh, the Christie's Kitchen throwback, Mm -hmm. which was my cooking show. And then the walk and talks didn't even have a name, but they had a concept. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was a very carefully curated thing and so even though it comes off very effortless everything was 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 pre-planned yeah um to a degree and then you just let it go like Mm -hmm. once you got like call her daddy i feel like she does a really Mm -hmm. great job of like figuring out the questions that she's going to ask but she's still alex cooper yeah yeah yeah. personality Uh is still shining through yeah her personal brand Uh yeah 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 yeah, exactly so anyway basically i was just like i want to open this up and my husband's a big podcast listener and he was like well podcasts aren't going anywhere Mm -hmm. and i was like what is what is a podcast yeah and we just went for it Mm. but we knew we had to be visual i knew yes Mm -hmm. yes i saw drew afualo who i love and she had the comment section visually and I was like, oh, well, this is where we're headed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we can't be slow. We have to be ahead of the game. Yeah. And it's made all the difference for our company to, like, become as exposed. And that stuff's priceless. Like, people hire marketing firms mm-hmm. to um, get the word out about their companies. Mm-hmm. But if you have, like, great-looking content and that's adding value mm-hmm. to a marketplace, yeah. it's all about, like, marketplace, if there's a void, yeah. fill it kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that's what that was – that's what is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I love, love the the visual part because yes. I see all the clips on TikTok, yes, and like TikTok you wouldn't be able to reels, have yeah. that if you didn't have that visual part it's with priceless. it. Priceless, mm-hmm. yeah, it's totally priceless. Yeah. yeah, and so could you talk about the portfolio of Podco? What are some other podcasts that y'all have underneath it? Some yeah. of the ones that you're on, you mentioned the Waverly Wizards of Waverly Place one, yeah. and the Ned's Declassified. What are some other ones? We have Fuller House that should be coming back wow. into the new year. Okay. Um, yeah, Fuller House with Dave Coulier, who played the uncle, yeah. and he's an amazing comedian and writer. And, like, he, he, we made a whole – so what we've been doing, too, is we make different sets. 
And like when I tell you we have a small space, we have a work loft in LA. Uh, we started at a little studio, which wasn't much bigger than like this entire studio, yeah. but a studio apartment just for vulnerable. And then we had wizards and neds there. But then when we wanted to build out, we decided, hey, we can afford to get um, a work loft. Mm-hmm. And it's wild to me because like for so long, I was like, how am I going to pay my rent? Yeah. Like, And now it's like content creator life has <laughs> grown to this place where I can fund without any outside investment. Yeah. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. This mm-hmm. whole year has been wild. So I'm happy to sit down with you guys and be like, wow, let's unpack this. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's been a crazy Reflect. year. Sit down. Yeah. Reflect. Yeah. You know, you look at Dear Media and I would, I would hope that you could talk to them at some point, mm-hmm. but um, Dear Media is Austin as well. They're here, but like they've uh-huh. grown to where they have hundreds yes. of mm-hmm. pods and they're not as visual. They yeah. think they have a couple different mm-hmm like offices where some are more like production focused mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but like for the most part they're not i don't think it's a sustainable for um the bostics to mm-hmm. have as like what we do is like extremely labor intensive yeah mm-hmm. i fly yeah. to california mm-hmm. and i literally land i wake up at 4 a.m i take the 7:15 flight out i land at 8:15 there and i go into my own makeup and hair and I do 16, if I can do 16 episodes in three wow. days. Wow. Three, uh, so that's wow. what batch shooting yeah. is. So by the end of the third day, I'm like jelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because I'm I have sure. two kids, I want to get home. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally like, I have, I have childcare, thank God. And so she'll stay over with my husband and make sure that they do the mornings mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. is good. But like, as soon as I get home the next morning, mm-hmm. I'm You're back going. to mo- yeah. mom mode. And so it like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. And I'm also, <laughs> by the way, I'm also booking guests. Yeah. Okay. Which you guys know yes, is yes. the worst. Yes. Okay. So clearly Podco is very successful. And it's growing. Like and that's it's the growing. goal, it's right? Scaling. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like I said, scaling. we didn't have any outside investment mm-hmm. this year. A lot of my sponsored dollars that mm-hmm. I did for my brand yeah. went Going into back. investing yes, into yes. this company. So you do split up. Like the, it's like very split. You're, oh, your personal totally. versus Well, the podcasts the po- aren't how okay. I make my money right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I, uh, we are still waiting for it to be super flush. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're still, I guess, technically in the hole with mm-hmm. Podco, but like we'll be out soon. Yeah. Um, because we've gotten um, sort of a distributor that distributes our airtime into like uh, ads and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. So we're figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we made some, we failed upwards a couple times this year mm-hmm. in that we could have been making that money, but we were at the wrong company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you just have to know like, what is it? Slow to hire, quick to fire. So mm-hmm. that's that okay. saying. Okay. That I really truly. So think. do y'all market or promote it on different, I guess, I wouldn't say like just different areas or is it all in house on y'all's Instagram? uh podco as Mm -hmm. a as a network or as a network yeah okay so podco has a cross-platform presence and we have one she's about 19 um in la but she's just acting and doing socials to kind of get by um and she's fantastic and has a great work ethic and she's like posting for podco she shows up to our host's house or meeting places and does content that ends up going viral and converts Okay. And then uh, she'll come to set when I'm there for those three days, mm-hmm. and she'll make sure that we're doing TikToks. Back to yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But otherwise, like I said, our editors are pulling the assets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our editors are the ones, or um, there's ways that we have the ability to, like, review those edits mm-hmm. and take out meaningful bits mm-hmm. that will con- hopefully convert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm just I'm I've I've been like brainstorming about like taking this podcast and like sending it out to air different areas mm-hmm. I guess yeah just to make like build it up For instead sure. of just like our institute's Instagram mm-hmm. you gotta so be visual brainstorming yeah. you gotta be visual yeah. that's my, that is my only suggestion yeah. only because it's, that's it's been huge. my experience yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but I think it would be easy because like we, we I can't help but want to like be mom like yeah turn off the lights get a ring light yeah. <laughs> you're doing great we sweetie. definitely could like uh, we have a camera for the institute and we could just but even like, your set phone. it up mm-hmm. yeah like leg- legitimately Start like somewhere. even your phone mm-hmm. or you guys both have your own phones mm-hmm. and you point them to mm-hmm. where it's like on you on mm-hmm. you and you guys have a ring light mm-hmm. and ring lights are like 20 bucks yeah. tripods are tripods with ring lights are not even that expensive <laughs> mm-hmm. um and i think that it's tricky but I think it could work. Yeah. 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 But the editing is scaling. tough, though. The editing is, mm-hmm. is the editing. Yeah, I've I've played around with, like, video editing before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not as much, as, like, a large-scale kind of thing. It was just, like, for Instagram. But you would be surprised because you will start, and then it's, like, something that if you keep doing, eventually you have, like, easier. You all have a mm-hmm. skill set. Like, mm-hmm. my kid can, like, sh- the things that kids can do just yeah. because no. they're conditioned uh-huh. to yes. do it. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Well, it is wild because I like whenever I took over the podcast, I'm not a tech savvy girl. I don't know technology, <laughs> so like using those machines back there and like using the editing software that we do, I was so nervous taking it on. But like it's once you just do, just do it, it, practice, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, do it, and yeah. it's just simple to once you f- figure it out. So empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that that's the takeaway for me too. Is that like this whole process of being sort of like I called it a Hollywood pawn um <laughs> one time um lovingly but really just like sort of like a player in someone else's game mm-hmm. versus yeah. like throw the chessboard off and mm-hmm. just create your own game and mm-hmm. write the rules and be a good person but work hard bring value to your content to someone mm-hmm. um and and you'll you'll be able to figure it out yeah 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 I mean Podcast Co. has now been on Business Insider. It was named on Business Insider. Um, So you kind of touched on this earlier, but what do you think Podco is like, what makes it unique other than different networks? Podco is pretty dang authentic. Mm. Um, You know, we are not filtering our hosts um, sometimes it gets us in trouble, <laughs> um, because they say some crazy stuff, but, but, you know, we are really interested in, um, creating conversations amongst mm. the hosts and the guests that they're able to bring on, um, that, you know, we don't push them. It's not like yeah. Bravo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say as far as podcasts go, some of them are extremely edited and curated and you don't even realize it. Okay. And so you're just like, oh, okay. Like. Like Alex Cooper's as authentic as she can be in who her brand is, like you were saying, her personal brand, everything about that show is tailored to yeah. convert people into buying merch and mm-hmm. showing up on lives. Mm-hmm. And like same thing with Giggly Squad. And, and even I'm trying I'm trying to model that for big name bitches, which mm-hmm. is my other podcast with Ravens on Elisa Vanderpool. And it's like I've tried really hard to understand the model of Call Her Daddy, the model mm-hmm. of business mm-hmm. that this female like boss culture chick yeah. thing sex positive mm-hmm. stuff and i'm trying really hard to understand it um from a millennial space and i'm enjoying it like i'm having a yeah. lot of fun with it and so i guess that's where it's like okay i may not be converting like 
I would if I was t- saying all of the craziest stuff mm-hmm. about my childhood yeah. trauma. <laughs> yeah. But like I'm building to something. So I do yeah. think that you have to kind of give yourself grace. Something that my husband will always tell me to. He's like, Christy, just give it time. Mm-hmm. And like I noticed that with Vulnerable, it's we're almost uh, we're in our 90th ish episode now oh wow right and it's like wow it's been like oh well that's crazy a long ride yeah now it's like we're consistently growing in our numbers on the charts and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so Mm -hmm. it's wild Mm -hmm. yeah and so with all your success what do you think your i made it moment was or if you have a few of them i think that when i was nominated for an emmy to Mm -hmm. me being able to say that after the fact Mm -hmm. i knew that that was important um but then um there's been so many wonderful moments Mm -hmm that I look back and wish I had been more present for. Um, And so I'm looking forward to finding some extra milestones uh, moving forward with Podco. Mm -hmm. Um, And once Podco becomes uh, like uh, net positive, I think that's when I'll feel like that's a really great milestone for for us to have built up independently. Yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. that'd be great. Well, you've worked with countless charities like the American Cancer Society, St. Jude's Hospital, the Center for Child Protection, and yeah. UNICEF. Mm-hmm. So how has giving back and helping the community um, been a priority for you throughout these years? It just makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I just, uh, I'm incredibly privileged and I realize that more and more. You know, I live in Westlake and mm-hmm. my kids are privileged and um, I didn't grow up extremely privileged um i grew up in a sort of like middle class home with parents that my my dad didn't really get have employment Mm -hmm. um a lot and so we were always struggling um and then i sort of ended up becoming part of the solution when i started making money Mm -hmm. um so i kind of have this really wonky way of looking at um community and i love charity because while it is transactional it's also an opportunity for you to be part of a community yeah so mm-hmm. when i moved here a friend i think invited me to um, a charity function for the center for child protection and then i've been involved as just a basic donor mm-hmm. uh, but i've gone to their events and then finally they asked me to be in dancing with the stars austin wow. oh mm-hmm. wow and i was psyched i was like this is so cool i'll probably never do the show that's <laughs> yeah, okay but then basically i did uh i'm going there in a couple hours i'm going to do um a rehearsal oh wow. fun! because in december we have the big show the big mm-hmm. fundraiser wow. that they do and they raise like you know over a million dollars yeah every that's time. amazing so that's just yeah. cool it's like yeah. if you can lend yourself to a community yeah. i just think like when we're so singular focused um as business folks it's it's like yes you have the people you hire and yes you have the community of peers that maybe are other other like you mm-hmm. but 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 that takes you out of that and if there's one thing my takeaway of being a child actor is it's like get yourself out of Hollywood and have some damn perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you can appreciate the privilege mm-hmm. you have and keep going with it. Yeah. It's, it's almost like very uh, renewing to be mm-hmm. able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what kind of advice would you offer to individuals that may want to do what you're doing, whether it's starting a business, being an actor, just like chase their dreams, I guess. I guess I, the thing that kind of struck me when you first started asking that question was start slow Mm. it's such a fast-paced environment that like you have to really critically think about the kind of lifestyle that you want to have and if you're approaching this out of desperation Mm -hmm. I think everything you do will be marked by that need yeah and so yeah don't Mm -hmm. don't be desperate do things that feel like you're doing them 
for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And start from there. Yeah. And then once you start pulling that thread, like you're saying, like, I didn't know if I was going to do this, but now I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. And now I, and here you are and here yeah. I am, yeah. you know? And yeah. so it's just wonderful to, to go slow, but make meaningful, me- meaningful steps forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what are your next goals or plans for Podco? And especially like just a woman in entrepreneurship mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, I just want to keep my shit together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm back in therapy, which is great. Um, and like mental health flex is a yeah. good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really too, like I do think that so much of our brand is authentic mm-hmm. and trying to maintain that authenticity. Yeah. yeah. That like the world is an absolute turmoil right now. And um, we can be focusing on so many other things. Um, but I know at the end of the day, like my two kids need their mom and mm-hmm. and the income I can provide. So mm-hmm. like I'm keeping my head down and I'm building my business. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just basically focused on uh, continuing with that growth, whether that means having to show up for three days and kill yeah. myself. So I can choose to do that like every th- three what is it every like eight weeks you know so I can do it like quarterly essentially Mm -hmm. if I really wanted to try to divvy it up and so my goals are just to kind of like I said keep my shit together um grow podco and also grow the podcasts like I I, I'm not doing the podcast so they can just be like niche like I do want them to be successful but um I think at the end of the day the reason I want them to be successful is because then I'll know I've done the work to create the value yeah yeah yeah. so it's just like mm-hmm. you know how it is it's like yeah. god i want this podcast to be great but it needs to it needs to really deliver yeah. something you want to see the significance of it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that would be great mm-hmm. yeah that's gonna take some work yeah <laughs> i think you got it though thanks <laughs> thanks guys okay so now we're gonna transition to the rapid fire section. here we go okay. so just fun and quick questions awesome. so let's say the first thing that pops into your head okay so first is something no one would expect about you that i like edm music like love love edm uh-huh. music i'm a huge that's Do you like going fun. to raves and stuff too or no? Well, sadly, I didn't get to go to raves. Rave culture really was like, I feel like really big in the 90s, mm. late 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's this movie called Go with Katie Holmes that was like a big like rave culture mm, movie. Yeah. And like I just, I just missed, missed that. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but I, so I never got my rave moment. I went out mm-hmm. into nightclubs a lot yeah. and, I ne- and I didn't go to enough festivals. Oh. And so like now it's like, I've been to ACL, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't know. I feel like I've missed my chance, but there's some really great people that come into town. You yeah. know, yeah, Superstition yeah. has yeah. great EDM. Uh-huh. Oh yes, they do. Right? Well, there's this one festival that's all EDM and it was just like a couple weeks ago uh-huh. and it was weekends ago. Yeah. I can't remember I what it's called. And like, there's a part of me that's like, well, some if of I my go friends this, went. <laughs> got, do I not post pictures about it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moms won't be uh-huh. judging. <laughs> but luckily it's so weird to be a millennial mom now because other moms are, they were, they were cool too once. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's not like you just stop knowing the yeah. words to Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> yeah. like, you're still going to be a mom. It's there. Yeah. Might it's be hidden, but it's there. It's there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's something that people don't really maybe realize. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Okay, next question. What's your morning routine? <laughs> oh, my God. I wake up at 540 in the morning. Oh, wow. I snooze if I can mm. until like six maybe but mm-hmm. sometimes if I've slept well I'll wake up right at 5 40. Mm-hmm. I have to get my kids ready for school which gets us out the door and that's really rough although <laughs> I will wash my face and try to get myself a little bit together <laughs> so I don't look a whole hot yeah. mess when I drop them off 
because people be judging. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, yeah. So basically, I get them out the door, and then I'm at Starbucks by like 8.30. Mm. Okay. And then I, it's bad that I go there so consistently mm-hmm. but it's okay we all yeah. do it's yeah. okay all right yeah. not a sound investment i will yeah. say um, make That's your tea true. at home if yeah. you can yeah. but i'll go and um it really helps me get ready to go home and shoot content mm-hmm. um but like i will shoot anything and i'm so grateful for this but like six to eight campaigns a month wow, wow. Okay. a month yeah. so um it's significant when you think about the fact that once i deliver those things mm-hmm. uh they'll be like you need to reshoot mm. and you're like fuck Mm-hmm. Like, God, I just took all the time and I set up my childcare and yes, like all this yeah. stuff. So, or even me, like I don't wear makeup every yeah. day. I'm wearing makeup now. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we, <laughs> thought we were doing this. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm very tired all the time. Mm-hmm. I love caffeine. I don't drink. I'm sober, but yeah. I do love me some caffeine. Yeah. 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 Caffeine always. Yes. Yeah. So what's the most important lesson that you've learned in life? Ooh most important lesson i mean my sobriety is the most important lesson that i've learned but there's so many lessons in the sobriety that Mm -hmm. it's like really interesting mostly like um making commitments like honoring my commitments Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. honoring my commitments is probably Mm -hmm. the most important lesson that i've learned Mm -hmm. so like i won't even make plans unless i know i can show up for that person a thousand percent i try Mm -hmm. really and it's not like i'm a hundred percent like there's times when i'm messed up but then you have to take accountability too so it's like those principles are things that i wish i would have been steadfast on in my 20s yeah because it Mm -hmm. would have it would have made it very clear to me who was worth prioritizing Um, to have around and who was just kind of like fluff friends that I didn't have to worry about. Yeah. So this is the Founding Fearless podcast. And so what does Founding Fearless mean to you? Founding Fearless. It means taking risks. Uh, It means being a pioneer. It seems like Mm -hmm. founding would be your, the first. Uh, And, um, but being fearless means going for it, being activated. Uh, And so, you know, we've talked a lot about understanding your brand. Um, and I think having sort of like a calculated amount of risk that you are taking, Mm -hmm. um, is, is worth your effort. So the more research and understanding of your brand and what commitment you're making to that brand would probably be the first step to anyone being a founding fearless Mm -hmm. person. Um, but what I love about the podcast is that you guys are providing the value that y'all are providing is that there's a community of people listening mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. and they're finding themselves, seeing themselves represented in you yes. guys. Yeah. Yes. And mm-hmm. so that's what's so encouraging. So, I mean, this could go for anybody, but at the same time, I do think it's really wonderful when women get together mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of create a community around themselves. Mm-hmm. It's, I went to Barnard and so that's a okay. woman's college at yeah. Columbia. Mm-hmm. And so it was a very different experience. Um, for me than the competitiveness of female actresses in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And yes, so I just yeah. love community. And that's what I love about living in Austin is I feel like there's great community. Yeah. It's an amazing sure. community mm-hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. And we love to say like, if you can see her, you can be here at the inst- like KSWLE. Mm-hmm. And that's like our, our motto. I love that. Yeah. Our little that's tagline. a great model. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Last question. How do listeners get in touch with you? Well, mm-hmm. you guys can DM me. And <laughs> let me know that you listen to me on, on this pod mm-hmm. and I will definitely say hello back because that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can subscribe to everything and go down a rabbit hole if you choose to. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way you can support the most and yeah. easiest. 
But honestly, like, you know, check out Podco. Check mm-hmm. it. I mean, there might be a show that you really like that you want to see represented. And since we're not just serving like a millennial base, we're serving yeah. a lot yeah. of different yeah. types of people. So it's like if you guys have a show idea or if you think that there's something like, please. Or like I said before in the beginning of this, <laughs> if you guys are looking for a yeah. job, if you want to be interning or if you want like to come and reach out to mm-hmm. me or my husband, I promise we're like really archi- like we're archetypes of the millennial bosses mm-hmm. where we'll be like very nice to you. Yeah. I'll probably feed you and I will give you free stuff because I always get sent stuff. Mm, oh, I'm sure. The PR. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. We'll try to make it a sweet deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I promise you'll like it. Yeah. Incentives. <laughs> yeah, please help. Okay. Well, that's awesome. all of our questions. That's it. Thank right, you so guys. much. Good luck. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe and follow to the Founding Fearless podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to like, rate, and leave us a review. Founding Fearless. Founding Fearless.